Hey everybody, welcome back to After the Midnight. This week we're discussing the third song from Endless Summer, Daytona. To get a better understanding of the origins of the track, let's hear from Tim on Beyond Synth number 89. That track, I really wanted to, to feel like those video games that we played when we were, you know, Outrun is a classic example, the, the game Outrun. I think it's on like 88 or 89. And I wanted to feel like that 16-bit video game where you're just cruising down the highways with a blonde woman in your seat and uh, life is good. <laughs> Most of the synthesizers that we hear all give off that video game 8-bit kind of vibe. So to hear that, you know, Tim was inspired by 80s games, you know, like Outrun and stuff like that. And then just the whole bit he mentioned about driving. Like, I, I love putting this song on and just going down the highway, like going fast. It really gives me those those vibes with the driving bass synth and everything like that. So, yeah, awesome, awesome track. First instrumental on the album that we get. And yeah, the title really plays into that Daytona. Daytona Beach where they have a lot of NASCAR races. Yeah, it's just really cool. Yeah. I think it's giving that nod of like it's meant to you're meant to be in a car and go fast like you know that's the vibes he wanted when he created it you know that's the vibes that we get as a listener yeah so i looked up outrun just right now outrun was before i was born so yeah the screenshot here they're in a ferrari which is very similar to cruising usa i'm sure this was inspiration for that game but that's so funny because in the clip he, he mentions like a ferrari with a blonde girl and that's the the screenshot you get whenever you pull it up on google <laughs> i mean that's that's been the whole game there yeah it's just cool to, to come across their first instrumental track on an album interested to to know how that process came to be when when doing something like that you know did they try it with vocals ever was it always an instrumental thing was it a suggestion from tyler i just i you know We've mentioned it before in season one, but I just wish that we could be in on those sessions and, and know, you know, how that, that process goes because I feel like there's a lot more freedom with that on this record than Days of Thunder. I mean, this isn't the only instrumental track that we get on the album. And it's interesting that, you know, three songs and we're, we're getting one. It feels kind of like an interlude for, you know, lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah, because before this, we had Sunset, you know, which is kind of about driving getting away so maybe this is you know that cruise part of the story there where they're just driving and leaving town so yeah with that let's jump right in again we got the stems here so we're gonna break down what we hear and give you guys a better idea of what makes up this song this is the mini bit arpeggiator There's actually two bass tracks. So that's just like a bass stab there. So then there's a bass arpeggiator going to. So here we get the Diva synth swell. So 
this is effects. The kick and snare that he uses reminds me of Billie Jean a little bit again. Interesting, I never picked up on the fact that he uses a note progression in the bass and in the song. I love three note patterns like that, like they're just so suspenseful. Fire arpeggiators coming in right here. And here's the Mad Storm synth solo.
I mean, I can't uh, claim the praise for that solo. That's um, one of my good friends from Denmark. He's uh, an incredible synth player and keyboard player uh, called Mass Storm, um, and he's amazing. So I, I reached out to him. I said, "Listen, you know, I could do something on this, but I couldn't do anything that's anywhere near as amazing as you could. Would you mind? Do you have time? Do you, would you mind uh, putting down something?" And he just went nuts on the track, and I loved it. So that's that's the great thing about being able to pull in all these talented people. I know. It's really interesting to hear that that was a feature. I didn't know that until, you know, doing the research for this episode. I just figured that it was him. But knowing that now, you can definitely hear a little bit of a, a difference in style, I would say, um, in that part of the song, which I would say, you know, is a, a main part of the song. You definitely hear some key changes and, and stuff like that. It's a super sick part. Um, it definitely makes the song, I would say. I mean, everything else builds, but this just makes it stand out. That solo is awesome. Totally, yeah. It reminds me a lot of an artist that we both used to listen to a lot, Ronald Jenkins. Like, it just really gives that vibe of just tickling the keys, for lack of a better word. You gotta respect Tim here, because he kind of puts his ego aside and says, you know, I want somebody better at this than what I can do. And I think a lot of artists or a lot of producers kind of fall short there. They're afraid to reach out to other people that are better than them because they want it to be their work. So talking about that respect, and it's interesting to hear Tyler's perspective on it. He says, Tim adds an element I can't do myself. I can listen to The Midnight and enjoy it in a different way than when I listen to my own stuff. The ego of the thing is outside me. The spirit of the thing comes from outside. I just love that because it shows his side of it. You know, he can listen to it and find a lot of new newness, actually get inspiration from it maybe. He praises Tim's production skills so much. So to, to let Tim really do his thing and, and you know, have fun and, and do the instrumental stuff and, um, you know, even incorporate that into their live shows and, and stuff too. There's, you know, plenty of instances where they... They do some instrumental stuff live, which speaking of live, if you guys haven't seen, uh, The Midnight is back to touring again. I know now they've booked a small West Coast tour. Um, from what we've heard, early next year they're going to do the East Coast and the Midwest, and I know they also have a European tour coming up for uh, later this year. Yeah, I mean, on that same thought, what's interesting about it too is that we get a lot of new sounds here. We've heard Tim experiment with the more vintage sounding synthesizers a little bit up to this point, but this song is full blown. Just every synth sounds straight out of the 80s. It has a very 8-bit sound, which, I mean, it makes sense. It's, you know, with the, with the, the video game and everything like that. Something that I picked up on, on that listen through, this never really hit me before, especially after knowing the whole video game thing. When the synth solo comes in, it reminds me of like, when you're on the final lap of a game or like if you like hit the pause screen or something like that. You know, I always remember as a kid, like the music would get so crazy on like the final lap or like if you pause the screen or something like that, you know, you had to like walk away from the game for a few minutes. So it's kind of cool that it's like, you get this this building groove, this building melody, and then in the middle, it just kind of slaps you with the like, I mean, put it on pause, I got to get up for a few minutes and Mads just rips it and then everything comes back in to, to finish the song out yeah like we were saying there the last lap i guess it 
kind of add some tension there, some, I don't know, some added energy to get you through that last lap. I like that. So yeah, like we said, this is the first instrumental track. I wonder if that was strategic in any way, because this genre is very heavily non-vocals. And I wonder if they were thinking, you know, maybe we should give a few instrumental tracks to outreach more fans. Because I, I don't know when they started to release all their stuff without vocals as instrumentals. I also feel like that's another play at, you know, just increasing the ears that hear this. I just wonder if that was strategic or not, or they just wanted to do this. I never thought about that being strategic. Like, that makes perfect sense. I mean, there's so many synthwave projects out there that are instrumental and going back to you know what we talked about in episode one of this season i mean they were more established as a band at the you know they kind of had solidified into like we're gonna do synth wave now you know so to place that there strategically would make a lot of sense just in the fact that those fans that are crossing over or you know finding them for the first time it's giving them something that they're used to it's not so out of left field like oh here's vocals and you know i mean because the midnight definitely while being in synthwave they definitely are i feel like kind of a league of their own but like a lot of streamers on twitch and stuff like that are able to use their instrumental tracks and you know maybe that was a, a forethought before they started to do all the instrumental albums they're like hey let's throw in a couple without lyrics that people can you know, use when they're streaming or use in a video or something like that and maybe get in front of some new faces who have never heard us before or maybe wouldn't check us out because they're strictly... I mean, I didn't listen to anything but instrumental music for years before I got into the midnight. That's 100% true. Awesome instrumental leads us into the next song, Jason, which has the first featured singer on it. Oh, this is the first time we, we hear her Definitely excited to get into that one. I feel like that's another one of their most well-known tracks. It's really, really anthemic. Um, I will say, after talking earlier in this episode, I love, I love this string of songs in this album. We had such a powerful ballad with Sunset, and then we get this crazy, intense instrumental that just does a lot for me as a huge instrumental music fan. Um, and then we go into one of my favorite songs by the midnight and Jason thank you guys so much for for the support rocking through season two if you guys have noticed the shirts those are a thing let us know if you want one we'll uh, we'll we'll make that happen yeah we really really appreciate the support so far the response that we've gotten on the first two episodes if you guys are new here definitely subscribe you can find us our social is down below too so thanks for listening everybody we'll catch you in the next one yep peace